0: Welcome to the Level Up with Katie B podcast, where performance meets spirituality and you get all the tools you need to unlock your next level of badassery in life and business. I'm Katie B, airline pilot, human design coach, side hustle extraordinaire and crazy cat lady, And I know what it's like to have a vision for your life that is so big that it feels bananas. (laughs) I know what it's like to be busy and still want to live an abundant and fulfilling life. And I know that you have everything you need to achieve all of that without burning out. I know you're going to bring your dreams to reality. How do I know? Because if I can do it, so can you. Each week, I and a series of guests will share human design insights, manifestation secrets, energetics and mindset tools that you can use to start stepping into your power as a conscious creator of your most aligned life. Buckle in, baby, cause it's gonna be a sweet, sweet ride. Hey, hey, legend, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. I have got an absolute cracker episode lined up for you, chatting to the talented Carrie ann McKenzie, who supports sole-led business owners to build thriving businesses with her marketing and business services. Today, Carrie ann shares some amazing insights into how to build solid foundations through financial projections, even if you are at startup phase in your business. We chat about some super common challenges soul led entrepreneurs face and Carrie ann gives some incredible advice that you will be able to use straight away to help you have more confidence in where your business is headed for 2024. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you Eek. Doors to Side Hustle Startup School are officially open. They've been open for a few weeks, and we actually start. The, the course is available, ready to go, on the 31st of January. I am so excited to be able to share this offer with you. And if you've decided that you are ready to start a side hustle in 2024 and you want step by step guidance to get your business off the ground and prepare it for long term sustainable success, Side Hustle Startup School is going to be amazing for you. It's an online course supported by guest expert trainings and also an incredible Facebook community. Side Hustle Startup School will take the confusion out of what it really takes to create long-term sustainable success and give you the confidence you need to launch your side hustle whilst avoiding the top three most common side hustle startup mistakes. I made them, most of my friends made them, but you don't have to make them. I don't know if you would have heard me say this already, but I have said it a few times on the podcast lately. I One of my goals for 2024 is to make huge transformation accessible to as many people as possible. So Side Hustle Startup School, which is a three-month course, is available today for $222. It is absolutely crazy value. And I'm just thrilled to be able to offer you this whole course at this price. You can grab it by clicking the link in the bio. There's more details in there. There's a whole lot of information that you can peruse to check if it's in alignment for you. And if it is, if you decide that that is what you want to do heading into 2024, get the clarity you need to launch your side hustle with ease and flow and confidence, then I would just love to have you there. So click the link in the bio to find out more information. All right, team, let's get into this brilliant episode with Carrie ann McKenzie. Welcome, Carrie ann to the Level Up with KDB podcast. I am beyond thrilled to have you here because, I mean, to be honest, when you said that you love to talk about numbers and market positioning with sole-led entrepreneurs, I was like, we need to hear this because I work with a lot of women in business who are really, have a lot of questions around that, are finding their way on that. So I think you probably have some really beautiful insights. So thank you for being here.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. This is a really fun subject and not one that a lot of women who are pulled towards soul-led business actually give a lot of time and space to.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like part of that has to do with the fact that most of us start our businesses because we are we're really looking to support other people right so we we have this vision on how we can support our wider communities with our gifts yeah. and so with that being said like being a heart led soul led person you show up you support your community and if you don't really think about it by default you can end up putting yourself at the bottom of the priority list and your numbers your money your marketing at the bottom of the priority list, which is obviously not helpful because the more money we make, the more people we can help, right? And I think this is really important for people to hear, especially at the start of their business because it can, otherwise you can kind of go on rap, down a rabbit hole, right?
1: I think there is so much to the people who are genuinely drawn to doing business for purpose and impact, have this mindset some, sometimes that if they are too much in the masculine and that's looking at the numbers hustling moving doing actions all of that stuff that it's going to take away from the feminine which is guided by I would like to make an impact and change people's lives Mm -hmm. but the second you realize that like everything in life it has to be balanced and you layer those two on top of each other and allow them to meet side by side that's when things can really take off for you because you have to nourish yourself enough with your business growth in order to show up in your business long-term and for it to be sustainable. And it doesn't mean that you have to completely turn into like that hustle culture, boss babe energy that is sometimes taking it too far um you can actually know your numbers you can actually treat your business like an actual business
0: mm-hmm.
1: not a hobby that you're here to serve other people with nothing good coming into your hands and then allowing soul to do all of the driving in the magic area and then allowing the ego to kind of sit on top of that and get the actions done and execute the plans and all those sorts of things so i think that if we shift out of just the soul aspect and allow it to be met with this other doing aspect, the magic and the manual can actually make the best business for you. And one that works for you really well, allows you to create impact and get money in your hands because money in the hands of good people creates a better world.
0: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love everything about that. And I actually love as well, how you spoke to the ego because the ego kind of gets a bad rap. Hey. Um, and in my experience, I think it's kind of time to say goodbye to that whole idea of like, just trying to squash out the ego, like getting rid of it. Like, No, it doesn't.
1: Why are we working to get rid of part of ourselves? Like that doesn't make any sense to my, to me at all. Mm -mm. Like, I was given it for a reason, right? So why am I trying to deny myself? Why not make best friends with it and be like, hey, dude, we're going to work together on this and allow us to like be in partnership and collaboration with you to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Mm. I love that you said that, not squashing it out.
0: Mm. So kerri what does knowing your numbers actually mean? Because are we talking strictly finances here? Are we talking knowing uh, you know, your conversion rates? like, is it all of that? What does it mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, I try really hard not to stress too much over things like the looking too much into analytical data and then stressing yourself out because you're not really um, letting soul lead you in that space, right? It's looking at numbers that actually help ease the ego and reduce the stress levels so you can sit within the place of soul. So if you don't know and can't see how your business is going to move forward on paper, what your brain does is goes, oh my God, I don't know how it's going to happen. And starts freaking out. It starts getting like gross with sales because it's panicky about like making the money. It doesn't know the plan. It doesn't know how things are going to look. When you know your numbers and numbers, meaning how you're going to make money, and how you're going to use that information as a way to ease the ego so that you can follow the path with your soul and allow your soul to lead you. So I worked as a financial coordinator for years, multi-million dollar projects. And what I knew about that position was when you can see the path forward, you're not stressed about it because you can see it on paper over 12 months, here is my projection. Here is all the products that I put into the world and the offerings that I put into the world. Here is what I currently am making in this, you know, time period. And then have a projection of what the next 12 months are like. You can see very easily A, where you can put extra offerings in, and you can also see As you track and look at what you predicted and what actually happened, what's not working, you apply that with your income, but you also apply that with your expenses as well, you can get a really clear picture on what takes up heaps of your time and doesn't make any money. Mm -hmm. what is making a lot of money but doesn't really feel very good to you and it's burning you out, that's all part. You can get all that information from a 12-month projection when you track and map along every single month and do a financial review. So a lot of solar business owners don't do financial reviews. They don't sit down every month and look at what worked and what didn't work and make decisions from there. Mm -hmm. So they can get into this space of not forward planning with cash flows and not having money that's sitting aside for them for the months that they know that they're going to have less client inflow or there's not a launch happening. And so they're kind of running on that panicky, urgent, just by the fly trying to make the money and not seeing the bigger picture. And when you're in the space of seeing the bigger picture, you can make cool decisions like investing in the business and reinvesting. You can know how much money you can take home for yourself. You know how much money you can reinvest into education, marketing, into any kind of system management, VAs, all of that. And you can see the forward plan, which stops the brain from wondering how it's all going to work so that you can operate and serve all of your clients from a place of soul and integrity and not the panic Because in the panic we make bad decisions. We decide to do tactics that aren't ethical because we just need to make money. And anytime I hear someone say, I just need to make money, we just need to go, 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 I'm like, stop, breathe. There's a plan in place. It takes time for your plan to come to fruition, but here's the plan. So you don't need to have that panicky, rushed energy, which blocks creativity, flow, soul, abundance, aligned clients, all of those things.
0: Mm. So cool. I am just in the process, by the time this airs, it will have already launched, but I'm um just in the process of building a course called um, Side Hustle Startup School. And wow. I literally just finished, it's so weird because I didn't know exactly where this interview was going to take us, but I literally just finished recording a module about that, about how It's actually a lot easier for us to make income, Mm -hmm. make money when our nervous system is feeling safe, right? Mm -hmm. And we tap into deeper levels of creativity when we're feeling safe. We actually, our critical thinking is much more accurate when we feel safe and knowing, having projections helps with that safety, right? But. I wonder, Kerri-Ann, because this is a big mistake that I made early on in my business and part of the reason I wanted to start Side Hustle Startup School because I want to stop anyone else making this um, same mistake is I invested willy-nilly and by invested I mean I kind of panic bought different programs and stuff to plug holes that I, from clever marketing, that I absolutely did not need and then... I had no idea about when I was going to launch, what I was going to launch. I was just like throwing mud at the wall and seeing if it would stick. And I had nothing to compare it to, though, because I was at startup phase. So I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make sales. I don't know what my projections are going to be. So what do you say to someone that's just like, right? I'm right at the beginning. How do I stop myself? Wait, like leaking money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's that's so interesting. So when you start a business and you do a financial projection, which promise so many people just don't, they decided to start a business and they like have an Instagram handle and then they go straight to branding and colors and palettes and then they go and to business cards <laughs> and then they go to things that are like not going to move the needle closer to the money coming in. And they lose the focus on what's actually happening when you start a business. When you start a business, you're creating something that is long-term going to sustain yourself. And so there's no rush. If you need to rush because you don't have finances, go and get a job so that you have income coming in while you start. Or if you've got money to invest at the start to see you through for like four to six months, that's, that's great too. But I think that in that startup phase, part of your business plan needs to be a financial projection. When you're pulling numbers out of the air, that's kind of like this space of not having done your research. Mm. So if you fill in a 12-month projection and you know what you're going to offer, so you're like starting with a lot of people start if it's coaching, for example, like one-to-one, you can kind of know what your income is. And you can look at that income and you can break up everything into percentages. So you can say, I'd like to take 50% of every dollar that I make for me. I'd like this percentage to go to my tax saving account. I'd like this percentage to be reinvested in upskilling my marketing. And can I just say for anyone who's starting out, it's very tempting to go and hire a marketing person and throw lots of money down the marketing. But my recommendation is that you upskill yourself first, mm-hmm. so that you know, when you go and hire a marketing person, the difference between a marketer and someone who has done a Facebook ads course, and now wants to charge you $5,000 a month to manage your Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's yeah. that aspect, right? That aspect. Cause when you're starting out, you like you said, you don't know and you leak money. So that's very challenging. I wouldn't invest too much into onboarding uh, team members until you know a little bit more about where your business income comes from. So if you look at it and you've got it broken down into percentages, and this theory comes from Profit First, which is a fantastic entrepreneurial resource for finances for anyone who's starting out. And Profit First works off um, very similar to Barefoot Investor. It's percentages. So if you say every dollar I get, 50% of that is going to go to myself. Which is that's bold in the first year anyway, but <laughs> if that's what you need at the moment, especially to drive you, that's fine. And then the rest of it, you break up into the areas of essentials, so like website hosting, what you need, all of that, right? All the things you need to function as a business, and then um, putting your money aside for your taxes or things that you need to future pay, and then whatever's left over, you can say to yourself, okay, well, this is this is my marketing bucket, and. How can I run my business and gain momentum with this small marketing bucket that I've got left over? That's one way to do it. I like that way because you have to bootstrap and get very clever Mm -hmm. and you have to learn quickly when you know that your money is limited, that you have allocated to your marketing and your growth of acquisition. um, So getting new clients you have to get really clever on how you do things and where you put your time and energy. And you would know this because you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur and run multiple businesses. Yes. So you have to know like not just where the money's going, but like your time and energy is going to and what gets the best returns for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you get really good at being really, really, really clever. So I wouldn't worry so much about trying to guess exactly I would start with an idea of how the numbers are going to work and every single month you go and you put in a column that says budget and actual and you look at the difference Mm -hmm. and if your budget was I was going to make three thousand dollars this month and your actual is that you made five hundred dollars you know exactly where every single ounce of your energy has to go and it has to go to acquisitions and your marketing strategy and that is going to allow you to adjust along the way. So your budget is set at the start of those 12 months that you're working on, but there's there's an area called variables and that's where things change and you have to adjust your budget. If you do that for 12 months, you can see exactly where you leaked money and how to do better in the future. I can never give a strategy that will prevent you from leaking money because it's part of learning in business Mm -hmm. and you can't learn until you fail and you'll fail a lot at the start. And it's really great information. And as long as we can let that go, as long as we can let the mistakes go and move forward, I think it's, I think it's fine. So anyone who's starting out and they want to know how much money they're going to make, they need to understand where they sit within the market, first of all, what kind of prices can they charge, and what kind of deliverables can they give their clients that match that? And that's so important at the start too,
0: because yes. if you just
1: jump in there going, "I'm charging seven hundred dollars for an hour strategy session," and you do not deliver on that to that value, you're going to lose through bad reputation, great business opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so. If-
1: Starting out, make sure that you know what it is that you can deliver and the value you can provide and then quantify that. Work on your money mindset, though, so you don't undervalue yourself. And then work out in the space of a month how many clients can I realistically take on Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and how much would that equal. And now from that, if I want to take 50% for myself, what's left over with that money and where can I allocate it to? Mm. The minute you get to month one, two, and three, you're gonna see if you're hitting your numbers or not. And then you're gonna have to adjust your budget and your variables are gonna look like a little bit messy, but it's gonna give you so much valuable information. Six months in, you're gonna know what decisions to make. A year in you're gonna know every mistake you made and do better the following year. And that's why it's important for people to understand that starting business is not just to make money quickly, easily. That's not long-term, that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Have the idea when you start thinking three, four, five years ahead and act like a CEO from day one and not like someone who has a hobby and maybe it'll work out.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Preach, preach, preach. I I think it can be really easy to... Um, the lines blur then as well. If you don't act like a CEO, if you don't act like, yes, this is a business, I take it seriously, I'm going to be in it for the long haul. I'm but I'm right now at startup phase, you are in uh, foundation laying phase, right? But it's hard to, uh, I think it can be challenging to really feel into that because we've also got all that creative energy, right? So it feels like a growth phase and it is somewhat a growth phase, but it's also very vital that you're laying those solid foundations. And so what I see is a lot of people kind of leaning heavily into the growth phase and, you know, with all that creative passion, creative fire. um, But the foundations are rocky because they haven't been, you know, Mm -hmm. tracked the way that you've just explained, which I think, um, yeah, it's just so vital for long term, sustainable success. And let's be honest, most solid entrepreneurs want to be here in 10 years time serving their communities right they don't start and go like oh yeah I just want to help one or two people that'll be cool like no we want to have impact like huge freaking Mm. impact
1: (laughs) yeah and what does that impact mean to you as well like really understanding what that impact means Mm. because sometimes it's enough to just finish your week and know that you've helped five people live a better life
0: that's such a good point. Such a good point. Yes, absolutely. Like what does success look like for you this week, oh, this day? And it,
1: yeah. And it's changes from person to person mm-hmm. and understanding soul their businesses, understanding on a soul level, mm-hmm. what's important to me mm-hmm. and making sure that every business decision I make mm-hmm. is in alignment with that at yeah. all times. If you're out of alignment with what you've you know to be true for yourself, and you make decisions away from that, it does something to your soul connection that will cause things to go horribly wrong to realign you. And universe is a little bit of a jerk like that, and it's mm-hmm. like the, the lessons will be if you don't honour yourself from the start, the lessons will be so heavy
0: yeah,
1: and yeah. it will hit you really hard.
0: Are you familiar with the tarot?
1: no not really which everyone finds surprising
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh well no I mean everyone has their thing right um I'm a tarot therapist and what you just described is the card of the tower it's like when something external kind of comes in and disrupts everything as you know it because The universe, I believe the universe is always supporting us. And even in times when shit hits the fan and everything you've worked for just crumbles to the floor, it's usually because of something like you just mentioned like you've been operating out of a space of like misalignment for too long and you're probably burnt out and you're probably feeling pretty fucking
1: frustrated
0: yes. and, and, and the universe is like, all right, if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to make the change, I'm going to make the change for you. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> and it's like course correction of your soul too. Like it's like realigning you so that you go back on the track that you were supposed to be on. And I always love Byron Katie saying it's how do I know it should have happened because it did. Mm. <laughs> oh, it just makes me like so relaxed. I'm like, even the trauma that I've been through in my life, I say, how do I know it should have happened that way? Because it did, if it was supposed to be different, it would have been. Mm. And it helps me sleep really well at night, knowing that I am completely and utterly held by something. I don't know what that something is. I won't until I pass away. I can call it universe. I can call it God. I can call it energetics, whatever. It doesn't matter what you label it. But to know that you are held by something that is going to help show you the way and actually all all your job is to listen. That's just it. You just have to listen to the cues, whether that's through external um, results, whether that's through the whispers of your soul trying to communicate to you, whether that's through dreams, whether that's through friends and information, like there's always information around you. And if your business is crumbling, there's a lot of information in there. And the minute you don't judge yourself for it and you you go, ah, There's something to learn here. Mm. You can actually put changes in place and do better the next time.
0: Mm. And
1: my sister said to me once, like, I've never known anyone so resilient. Like you will not give up on business until you find like the business that's for you. And I was like, that's exactly what it was like for me. Like I would start a business and I would get it to the point of success and then blow that up. And it was half sabotaging behaviors. Um, I would say a lot of it was new <laughs> behaviors, but also even in that space, it was my soul trying to guide me to what it was that I really liked to do. And as soon as I realized, oh, I like to start and build businesses, got it. I like to market. I like to know the numbers, do the projections. I like to do all of that, but I love serving people who work in the realm of spirit mm-hmm. and who show up for nature and who have integrity-based businesses. I think it's really it's an interesting thing that this, the universe or in collaboration with your soul, universe, and soul will always course correct you, and so your failures in biz- business are going to be wins on every level. Might take yeah. ten some time to realize <laughs> like the win that you got, but yeah,
0: yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that as well, and I think that's such an important message and lesson to hold close to your heart as you are embarking on your business journey because. I think especially as a soul-led entrepreneur, the failures fucking hit you at your core sometimes, you know. You you pour hours of your your love, your blood, sweat, and tears into building projects and and doing things and and Inevitably, shit is going to fail. It's just part of the process. And the more you realize that every failure is getting you closer to what you are actually, what is actually meant for you, what you're actually supposed to be birthing, in the way that you're supposed to be birthing it, yes, then it actually becomes kind of exciting because you're like, oh shit, that was some solid ass feedback I just got. (laughs) Yes,
1: and everything being feedback means that you can you can let yourself off and stop giving yourself a hard time. Because I I work with lots of women who I have worked and I've worked with women in entrepreneur who make multi-millions a year. And I've worked with women right at the beginning where they're just kind of been in business for a couple of years, but they haven't actually made money. And they're so afraid to even say that out aloud because there's so much shame because we've developed a culture where we've told people it's supposed to be easy and you're supposed to be able to make 10K a month straight off the bat. And then people risk their livelihood to step into entrepreneurship with this understanding that if you just are consistent and show up you'll make 10k a month they get into their journey and there's so much shame because that didn't happen yes because the story they've been sold is a story that worked 10 15 years ago when Instagram was new and you could just post a picture a day and get 10,000 people on your newsletter list within 5 or 6 months It's a very different story now, but they teach the same things and they don't teach real business, which is things like foundational development of your finances, marketing systems, operations, all of that stuff.
0: Yes, so true. And I'm so glad that you said that. I, um, I've i come up with a phrase, I don't know whether it's original or not, but I call it manifestation pop culture. And mm-hmm. I think that is kind of what, you, to me, that's what you just explained. You know, this like, um, the power of positive thinking and consistency and wham bam thank you ma'am now you're like making 10k a month which seems to be the magic number that everyone throws around I, where did that even come from you and it doesn't like- make
1: any sense because if you take out your expenses and your taxes you're taking home like 60 grand so that's not actually that attractive yeah
0: (laughs) you need to be shooting higher and the way to shoot higher is to think long-term sustainable and build solid foundations yeah yeah
1: yeah. I think manifestation so like so I'm a huge manifester a money (laughs) manifester generator in human design yeah but I have always been a manifester and I can always just think of something and it magically appear really quickly. If I want to solve something, I'm like, universe, can you sort this out for me? And there it is, the solution. Not everyone is built with that. I think that is something that some people do just have that. And I know that positive thinking and thought management is so important, but it's important for many different reasons, not just to try to um, get more things, which is like, I'd rather feel so grounded and happy and joyful in my life than have more things. Mm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm like a minimalist at all, but I, I do live very minimal, I guess, you know, like I love stuff, but I'm not trying to do what I do in life so that I can acquire more things, you know? And so manifestation for me, when I started it, cause I taught manifestation even, you know, like it's a lot of. Um, coaches will do and i still do it within what i do now Mm -hmm. Um, i call it alignment or conscious creation instead but i think where it's gone a little bit off track is we've forgotten that actually all of it is so that we can find a place within ourselves that feels like joy and comfort and to have a really deep sense of I know who I am, I love who I am, and, and how I show up in the world feels really good to me. And that's different for every single person. And the the trap of I can start a business to try to make 10K a month because I think that's going to make me really happy, that kind of business and that kind of business structure is going to leave you in a really different place to starting a business because I have a passion to create something better in the world
0: Mm.
1: and allowing that to drive you and letting go of this. You can just write the positive things and do the positive stuff and everything will manifest for you. Yes, there's elements of that. Yes, there's elements of guiding, being guided by universe and allowing the universe to bring you things. But like we said before, there's still this other part of it, the ego part, right? that needs to come into play as well. And so whatever your values are, that's a set of um, things you've decided on with your soul in collaboration with your ego, your human experiences, what you've seen, learnt and felt is not okay and okay for you. Together, if you develop all your values first and allow your business to be a conduit for good, guided by your values with the, the impact as your end goal, the money still comes and is important, but it's not this wishy washy thing that you're just kind of only there to create that, which mm-hmm. leads a lot of can leave you with a lot of money and a lot of depletion and sadness, or it can leave you with that sense of em- emptiness that people get from that kind of business structure versus a business that you started because you had a vision to do something different or change or make the world a better place in some way and impact and give back and you allow your values to drive you every single step of the way because values are if you're in alignment, you're living your life in the values that you really hold special to yourself and the minute you step away from those, you're going to feel yucky and miserable anyway. So allow your values to be like present in everything that you do in your business and have your motivation as impact and purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: and don't fall into that trap of my business is here to make me money, which will make me happier because it won't.
0: Mm. <laughs> I feel like that's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's so
1: true. If you've built, and you've built multiple businesses, so you would know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I think, It's I've been reflecting a lot as I've been building this um, side hustle startup school about what drove me to start in the first place, how my why has changed, how actually as my businesses have evolved and grown, I've realized that, you know, some Things were just completely out of alignment and it's felt really good to drop them off and what has mm. been better to, to drop back in. But I think for me, because my initial training was as a life and success coach and I yeah. have already, already had a really great foundation for... Knowing my core values because, yes. you know, I'd had that sort of background and training. So I think that was really a good place for me to start. And I do really preach that a lot with all of my clients. Like, you've got to understand what is the driving force behind the actions that you're taking. Otherwise, you will burn yourself the fuck out reaching for a goal that you don't even know why you're reaching for it. And money yes. is quite often one of those goals. Not always, but I do think that often, especially if you have a specific financial target, if you ask someone um that's new in business particularly what their why that number mm, there's not often a lot of substance behind it right like it's it, and and that's fine but it's going to be so much easier for you to hit your goals if you're attached to something deeper than just a number because the marketing gurus are flashing it on Facebook <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly and also um the money will will work for a while as a motivator, but eventually it won't mm. because it won't even be worth it to you because how you feel inside will be so shit. So if you call on what your values are, your impact, your purpose, and use that as your motivator, like you're always motivated.
0: Mm.
1: If yeah. you, and I don't know why this happens too. Speaking of the universe, the universe loves clarity so get really clear on what it is that you're doing with your numbers but as soon as you know what your numbers are and what your goals are let that go and just it's your guide it's your post of where you're going but like don't go crazy attaching to it because that in itself is going to cause like a lot of I would say like a lot of a lot of stress for you right yeah. it's like that anxiety of it um, as soon as you switch over to how can I serve
0: mm.
1: how can I get up today and I can serve in the best way that my skills allow me to serve the world my clients myself my family and be in the place of service the universe goes all right you're operating from a place of absolute unconditional love and gratitude here's all the fucking money you need in the world
0: (laughs) yeah you know the other thing about that kerry ann is i think when you when you actually do gain the ability to kind of like yes plan and let go of the plan almost a little bit like know it's there know what you're heading towards but then not be obsessive with it it gives you space to actually just tune back into your intuition on a daily basis actually listen to your body like where am i at energetically do i you know for me my businesses have to be extremely fluid because I'm also a full-time shift worker. So, you know, some days I'll ha- some weeks I'll have a look at my plan at the week ahead and then it gets to midweek and I'm completely exhausted because other things have popped up. Mm. And but I know that I'm still heading towards my goals because I've got a bigger long-term vision and I've got the space to tune in with what I'm excited about, how I actually want to serve my community because you get to choose how you show up for your community. You don't have to do shit if you don't want to, right? And then, so I've found that um, that has really helped my manifestation process as well, because I'm actually tuned in to what's going on with me and my body and my energetics and my emotions and all of that, you know?
1: Absolutely. I run off the philosophy of alignment, which everyone's like got a million different ways to describe alignment. But for me, it's like, there is my thoughts, my soul connection, my body and my environment. And at all times there's positive and and also the astral environment and all times there's like positive and negative things that are kind of like influencing you and throwing you off course. And your job is to just keep coming back to does my thoughts match what I'm trying to create? Do the words I say match what I'm trying to create? Does my connection to my intuition and soul match what it is I'm trying to create? Am I listening even to that there? Does my body and what I'm doing and how I'm treating my body does that align to what it is that I'm trying to create? And also, um, because I'm very big on feng shui, does my environment in which I live in match what I'm trying to create? But also, my social media environment, my friends' environment, does it all align to my absolute beautiful visioned life that I want to live? Mm-hmm. And if you're honest with yourself in that space, it's phenomenal what you can achieve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the only thing that will, If you're self-aware and you know when you're out of alignment, that's great. The only thing that can trick you and trip you up is your ego. God love it. Um, it will sabotage you. And so I don't know, do you know Gay Hendricks's work? No. Phenomenal. Phenomenal work. Mm -hmm. It runs off this idea that we all have this limit of love, joy, abundance, success, and creativity.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When we hit that limit, our ego becomes uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar and so it will do everything it possibly can to bring us back down. It's almost like a thermostat and we're like up. We go up, 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 up. We reach there and then we blow things up through sabotaging behaviour to bring us back back down. And so your only job in life and business and all things is to know what you're trying to achieve, align yourself completely to it and become extremely self-aware that every time you can identify when you're sabotaging it, you can stop and go i'm going to choose differently i'm going to come back into alignment i'm going to refocus and you do all of that with love and compassion so you don't hold shame guilt and judgment you can have whatever fucking life you want
0: Mm. and it's so simple yeah
1: hard to do self-awareness is hard
0: yeah and and it's (laughs) a idea is simple (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i mean we all have our, our own biggest blind spots I don't know if that made sense but yeah it can be really hard to identify those points where the ego is pulling you back right I mean yes the um yeah self-destructive behaviors and uh, but you can tell based on your external reality right like you can tell by what's showing up in your external reality the trick is then I honestly think the trick is then to go all right well if what's showing up in my external reality isn't what I want And I don't know why, but I know that I'm probably, I've got something to do with it. Then the next step is to get support, right? Like get coaching or therapy or something, you know, rather than try and navigate.
1: Yeah, so true.
0: Yeah. Hey, so I am really interested about, because I know as well for myself, I didn't really understand even what market positioning meant like I think I for me I thought it was like okay so it's just sort of knowing my niche knowing who I'm talking to and showing up and and speaking to those people on a daily basis is that kind is there more to it than than that
1: um so it's how people perceive you and your brand within everybody else in your niche and where you sit Mm -hmm. And whether you sit as a leading brand or whether you sit at the lower end of the the barrel.
0: Okay. And Uh, so why is knowing that important? It's
1: important because you can put yourself in a good position or a better position that aligns with what your business actually represents in order to get in front of the right people for the kind of money that you want to make or the kind of impact that you want to make or collectively the money and impact that you want to make. Mm -hmm. So whatever your goal is for your business, you can position yourself to achieve that goal. And so a good way, a good way to do like to think of it, I like to think of luxury brands um, a lot because luxury brands, if you say luxury, it means something different to like everybody. Mm -hmm. But we all equate luxury equals money, high prices, and those sorts of concepts and those ideas. But one client will come to me and say, I want to position myself, or I want to be the the most highest, you know, image of what luxury is for this industry. Let's say I'm working with someone at the moment who um, does Reiki and massage. She would like to be the most like luxury brand, right? In her region for that. But knowing that region and what that market is in that region actually changes and impacts what her concept of luxury is because she lives in a really down-to-earth area where there's a lot of um, financially well-off, conscious, hippie people. Now, if she goes in and sets up her treatment space with really like, you know, like dark green velvet and (laughs) gold trimmings on everything, a woman's going to, from her region and, and where she's trying to place herself in the market in her local area, they're going to walk in there and go, "Oh, that doesn't feel like luxury to them. So her research then becomes of all this pe- the people in this area who I want to serve, what does luxury mean to them? And how can I represent my business in a way that matches that so that I can position myself as a luxury brand that is specifically catered and I made for them. And so maybe that means there's whites, there's linens, there's lighter beiges, there's a nice wooden floor. When you walk in, there's a beautiful aroma that's happening that reminds you of that more hippie, nurturing, down-to-earth woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really interesting to me because it sounds like your market positioning feeds into your branding and marketing which I mean it seems obvious now but I didn't really think about it to that yes. extent you know yeah. so you uh, which then yes but
1: you can ask where you sit now and where you're trying to go and see what's different
0: yeah oh my goodness this is a revelation
1: <laughs> and so actually um market positioning is often called brand positioning
0: Oh, okay. As well, so a lot of
1: people will will call that uh, brand positioning because it is how your brand is perceived through the lens of potential or ideal or like audience customers, how they view you
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so things like price changes instantly your marketing positioning. And and I will always be obsessed with pricing reviews because, so many people will price on this concept of charger worth, which Ugh. we get thrown around. That makes me around. want to bomb. <laughs> Sorry, that and was it doesn't make any sense. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense because you've not considered any of the basic principles of business. In that, in that, uh, when you do understand that pricing is not just about the money in your pocket, that is definitely part of pricing, but also where you currently sit in the market and where you'd like to go in the market, you can use that information and use pricing even as a strategy Mm. to help you move. And we'll use luxury as a good example. Again, if I am a luxury brand, it doesn't matter how amazing my space looks. If I'm only charging $40 for a session or a service and someone who's also luxury in the same region or as our online space changes so many things, but in the same landscape, they charge $500. The person who is looking for a luxury brand and goes, this is the standard, this $500 over here for this luxury because I've known this brand is always de- like delivering that, and this is only $40, they won't even consider the $40. Mm. And we think we're doing a, a justice of like reducing our prices Um, But actually, it changes our market positioning. Now, there's nothing wrong with having low prices because you want to serve people who only have a small amount of money. But now you've got to get savvy about your marketing and your positioning within that lower priced market because now you're over here. And that's very different to the high-end luxury market. And so it gets really beautiful when you see it as not a manipulation tool because many marketers will teach it to you as a manipul- ma- manipulation tool they'll teach you that's the fake it till you make it kind of vibe right. right yeah position yourself as a really high-end coach when you don't even have the fucking value to offer to back it up like that's yeah. not okay that's yeah. out of integrity on every level yeah. um, but they will teach that as a tactic because that's market positioning mm-hmm. right
0: and it's so we also all- very damaging to a lot of different business yes Models and cultures and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. And so it's okay to have high prices and um, it's okay to make a a lot of money for whatever um, industry that you work in. And it is your market positioning that tells you where you currently sit and it is your market positioning or your brand positioning that can tell you whether you're going to go in the right direction or not. So rebranding a lot of the time is about increasing your market positioning.
0: Yeah. And so what I was just thinking is that this is probably something that's going to happen multiple times in business until you find your sweet spot, right? Like probably it needs, definitely it needs to happen right at the beginning of your business. And then I wouldn't be, for me anyway, based on what I've learned from my business journey, I would tend to not be too attached to that until I've then got the feedback. So almost using it in a similar way to what you explained, the financial kind of mapping as well. Just like go for what you, you know, the best case, like what feels in alignment for you right now and like see how that goes and use the feedback Mm. and then adjust as required.
1: Absolutely. And then there's another layer of it too, where you are why are you market positioning? Are you market positioning because you want to sell, you want to be the most well-known brand that sells the most or you marketing positioning so that you can get the exact type of clients that you love working with
0: Mm.
1: because that sort of plays into it. So pricing and being within a market for a pricing reason is, you know, just one element. Some people want to increase their um, and it's, it's market share, like if you're looking traditionally at like products that sell lots of, you know, different products and stuff, it's how much of the market share you have for you and then you're trying to position yourself to get more of that market share. Yeah. Um, but solo entrepreneurship is a little bit different because we're trying to position Like for me, my market positioning focus is to make sure that the people I work with are very driven by serving humanity and nature. Mm -hmm. And so how I position myself in in that brand positioning, right, is that you'll see everything is very um, down to earth and there's lots of trees and there's always me in a forest talking to trees or doing something in nature or being spiritual or practising witchcraft on camera or doing all of the things, right, Mm -hmm. that allow me to show my market, who I am and the position I want to take because of the kinds of people I want to work with. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier if your marketing positioning is a true representation of who you are.
0: Yeah. And that's where understanding your core values, Yes. it all circles back to that, right? Knowing yourself well enough to know, like, you don't actually have to pretend to be anyone else, just show up yes. and know your core values and represent those and yes. like, you So that's your market positioning.
1: (laughs) Very much, yeah. And I mean, traditional marketing positioning looks more at uh, data and analytics and things. Um, I have more of a softer approach and I would say it's more about your um, brand positioning than it is um, about your market shares and things like that. And the feedback in which I like to use is, am I constantly getting inquiries from my ideal clients? It's Mm -hmm. a really good indicator for me. Yes that they are happy with the price they're happy with what I have to deliver in way of services but they're my kind of people because I'm not getting on board working on a six-month project with someone who I can't stand and we don't have aligned values with each other like that's never I will never be able to to give my best
0: yeah 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 oh so much gold in there so much gold Um, do you feel like there is one specific piece of advice that you would give anyone that's feeling overwhelmed or confused when it comes to understanding their numbers and their market positioning in their business?
1: Uh, I would start by saying it's okay. I've worked with high-level entrepreneurs that suck at all of that aspect and need me to come and help them with these elements and the moment I worked with high profile people I realized oh we're all the same
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're actually all unsure about something and we're all overwhelmed at something and taking the first steps to educate yourself and then making your decisions from there will help you feel less overwhel- less overwhelmed doing things that align with your soul and listening this feels kind of off I don't really like this. Like you don't have to follow any narrative that any market marketing person tells you to follow. You get to make up your own rules like you do in your own life. You get to make them up in business as well. And having, um, knowing your numbers and knowing your market positioning and having a solar business, it means that you're the one who's aware of what's happening in the business. So you can make better decisions to create a different result that aligns with what your soul is trying to do here on earth in the small amount of time that you have.
0: Mm.
1: So don't fall into the trap of this person has this one way of doing things and that is the solution for you. Educate yourself and make informed decisions for yourself and learn more than anything, learn behavioural science, tactics for marketing. Exactly that. Behavioral science tactics for marketing, not so that you can go and use them, but so that you know when someone's using it on you.
0: Mm. Oh, yes. I love that.
1: It'll stop you from making a lot of mistakes.
0: Yes, it will. There's It'll a lot wasting of. Wasting a lot of money. Wasting a lot, lot of
1: money. So true. A lot mm. of good
0: marketers out there mm. that don't run off integrity
1: and yeah. they don't run off delivering something that is good for the other person they run off making money because they're good at it because they're marketers yes we can sell to anyone we can you know and the moment i realized when i was studying marketing i was like like i the whole world is marketing every single thing you think you walk into a shop and you made that decision on your own you did not make that decision on your own you were being influenced all along the lines. And when you know the behind the scenes of what real marketing and behavioral science marketing does, it's almost like you, you, the, you're a marketer and you can do anything you want. You can scam any person if you really wanted to. You can make as much money as you like. And unfortunately, I live in an industry where there's not a lot of people in integrity and they'll willingly take your money with no second thought whatsoever. That's not just marketers. That's also um, anyone in the online business space, which we all love to live in, or even just the general business space. If they know marketing and they know that they can say a phrase, if you're like me, I don't know if you're like me, but I've experienced X. And then they can word for word lead you down a, a trail where you psychologically, the only decision you can make from that space is to buy you will lose so much in business and you'll get ripped off and have so many horrible things happen to you. So learn marketing for yourself so you can apply it ethically and with consciousness in your business and show up through that lens, through doing ethical marketing, but also learn it so that you can't be fucked over by so many people who are willing to do that.
0: Yeah. And When you don't, when you're not educated in that space, you're being hypnotized all day, every day by the marketing witchcraft, witchcraft and wizardry that is like not in our highest and best. And so just educating yourself in that space can help you really take your power back for sure. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah.
0: You know, I also really like how you said right at the beginning, like it's okay. And um, I'm not sure if you said like, just name it, name what you're having trouble with. I think you might've said that. And it reminded me of, um, I've just finished reading the emotional detox. I don't know if you've read that. I haven't read
1: it. I'll write it down. I read a book a week. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that'll be a good one. Yeah. And and just um the way like talking, saying, naming your emotions out loud takes the power away from them, right? And I think that it's the same in business. When we say out loud the challenges that we're facing, when we say out loud the bad decisions we've made, when we say out loud, like, yeah, I did get fucked over by someone who had clever marketing. Say that out loud and get help and get support because it takes the power away from it as well. And it helps you, again, regain your control. And I think as soul-led entrepreneurs, uh, we're very trusting in general. We yeah. are very open to being guided and led and yes. supported by other people. But we need to have that balance between, like, our critical thinking and and our soul and ego and yes. all those things, Absolutely. which you said right at the start of the episode. Yeah. So so cool.
1: And it's and it's also so important um with soul led businesses to remember that it's also business, you mm. know?
0: Yeah, the and, word business is in there, right? <laughs> yeah. It's okay that you're
1: here to make money. I'm impact driven, but I'm watching my numbers and that's okay. I'm soul led, but I'm also strategically thinking and that's okay those can layer and be on top you know work together to create that beautiful balance amongst everything mm-hmm. and I think for anyone who feels like overwhelmed with the marketing of where to start because that can be really tricky like where do I start what do I focus on I don't really know um, just listen to everyone you, you work with and who you serve listen very carefully about the language they use And the struggles that they have so that you're just there to serve them constantly and give them lots of value and give them lots of support so that it's an easy decision for them to work with you because they trust you deeply and not a false trust through clever marketing, but long-term sustainable trust through showing up for your people and knowing what it is that they struggle with and paying attention to the things that they say, whether it's in the comments on social media or whether it's in a session with you, focus not on you and what you want to put into the world. Focus on what it is you can do for the world and how it helps the people and what they actually need help with. Because if you know what your audience or your ideal customer wants from you and you give it to them, that's an energy exchange worth paying for on any level. And it gets so easy when you can do that. And, and I think it's also um, the romanticised idea of just being a business to be an expression of what you want to do in the world is really important. If you don't know your, your customers and your clients, you can create the most amazing program that will change no one's life because no one needed it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Kerri-Ann, I feel like you have inspired me actually to sit down. And actually, a big part of my end of year is always what worked what didn't what am I leaving behind what am I stepping into and this year is very much projection focused which is really interesting because you and I kind of bumped into each other on social media so this is like the universe supporting me and giving me a bit of encouragement I think to lean heavily into that and I have no doubt that so many people listening have got so much out of Uh, your wisdom today. So thank you so much for sharing. And I would love to know where anyone that's listening can find you if they want to find out more about your work.
1: Yes, uh, I'm I always spend my time on Instagram. um, But I also have an email list, you can go over to um, my website, kerriamackenzie.com. And you can sign up to a freebie that I've got there. And then you'll go onto my email list, which is daily soul notes. So you'll get a little soul note from me every single day. Sometimes that's business. Sometimes it's mystical musings that I have. Sometimes it's a conversation I had with a tree. Sometimes it's, you know, it's all different things. If it's magical, whether it's life or business, I will share it on a regular basis. So yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining Carrie ann and I are here today. I have no doubt that you learned so much helpful information about what it really means to be in touch and in tune and have an understanding of your financials and your market positioning as a soul led entrepreneur. I'll link Carrie details in the show notes. And of course, don't forget, if you want to check out more information about Side Hustle Startup School, there's a link in the bio for that as well. And I would absolutely love, love, love to have you there. Until next week, team, take care. Keep making this shit out of life and I'll catch you in the next episode.